All right. So this should be Christy up here right now. So I'm channeling my Christy. And I know that I've already failed. So, uh, yeah, for, for you who don't know, Christy, uh, a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, fell and broke her foot. And so yesterday she had surgery. And she's doing well. The surgery went well. So thank God for that. Um, she's actually super happy. I think she's on super happy pills right now. Um, so she's doing great right this minute. But uh, anyway, we can keep praying for healing um, for her. And so um, I am here instead of Christy to do Consider Jesus, which I'm happy this is a favorite subject of mine. But when she sent me her nine pages of notes, and I was looking at them thinking, and a lot of like capitalizations, if you know Christy, and I'm like, oh, I just don't know how I'm going to do that. It's like us trying to put Beth Moore's hour-long teaching into 30 minutes. So I'm going to give it a try. Um, but just know that this is kind of my take on Christy's notes. She has put together homework that you find in front of you, and um, she had ran across this prayer of affirmation through some study that she was doing, and so we'll get to that in a, in a moment, but all of this is by the hand of Christy, so just to give her that. Um, so this, again, is our time of just pausing and thinking about and considering Jesus as we just read this week, Jesus, our great high priest, Jesus, who has gone into the heavens on our behalf, Jesus, who has brought us into the Father's love and care, his kingdom. We're to consider Jesus. He calls us to draw near the throne of grace continuously for help, to grow, to hear his voice, to get answers, to discover who we are, to be healed, to pray, and to listen for his voice. It's us gazing at him, gazing back at us in love. So we pause this week to practice some of these things of considering Jesus. So far, the pastor to the Hebrews has been making it clearer than ever to us who Jesus is. We just had a great discussion about that. And because of who he is and what he has done, we need to pay closer attention to what he has said. We need to fix our eyes on him constantly to be able to gain new insight, new wisdom, and experience life in Jesus. Consider, observe, meditate upon Jesus. Today we're going to talk a little bit about becoming what we believe, or another way of putting this is you are what you think. And how does this all happen? Well, the letter to Romans in 12.2, Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. In the New Living Translation, I love how it words um, the renewal of your mind. It says, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So how do we do that? Well, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, in her book, Switch on Your Brain, explains it like this. The mind is made up of trillions and trillions of thoughts, in case you didn't know. <laughs> We've all experienced them, right? A thought is built into the brain as you use your mind. That is, as you think, you feel, and you choose. Inside the thought are embedded memories. So a thought is made of memories, and there can be any number of memories, thousands even, in a thought, just as there are hundreds even of thousands of branches on a tree. For example, the thought could be that I'm concerned about a family member. Within this thought, there will be hundreds of more memories related to that one concern. Thoughts are potentially limitless. I know this is nothing new to you guys, because we all deal with our thoughts, right? But your mind is always in action, which means you're always building on your thoughts, and you're always pulling up the thoughts that you have built on before, and they influence your next decision. The best way to understand it, Carolyn Leaf says, is to think about it in this way as if it's a tree. The thought is the big concept, <clears throat> the whole tree with branches, leaves, and roots. The branches and leaves are how you express your memories. So what you are saying and doing, so your communication and your behavior. In the same way that a planted seed forms roots, and um, then the tree appears above ground and grows and changes. So your thoughts grow and change over time. Once a thought is planted, the conversation you have, now once the thought is planted, so our conversations that we have, what we hear, what we read, and so on, roots that begin to grow down. So when watered with thinking, it grows into a little thought plant. Whatever we think about the most will grow and grow until it can be a big tree. So whatever we think about, meditate on, if it's watered with our thinking, whatever we're thinking, it becomes this huge tree and it can die and influence our behavior. It can influence or it can it expresses itself a lot of times in our body and how we feel. So I always say, think about what you're thinking about. The exciting thing about this is that you are the director and designer of this process. You shape what you have built into your mind you can change what is not running, not working right, or is what having a negative effect on your life. You can change it. We see this in the Psalms, right? Where David's pouring out his heart before the Lord, and then he says, but God, you know, I raise my eyes to the hills, and, and his, whole, his whole mindset changes. One of my favorites 
Oops, I didn't have it open. Is in Lamentations 3. And it's in the net version that I really like how this is worded. But Lamentations is obviously lamenting, right? And in uh, chapter 3, um, Jeremiah says here, I continually think about this and I am depressed. But this I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope. The Lord's loyal kindness, and that was written on a post-it note, and I want to keep reading, and I can't see my Bible. So um, hang on just a sec. Okay. Uh, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. So the, the thinking, the mindset shifted here. When I think about what happened to us, that we were um, in captivity and whatever, I'm depressed. But this I think about. Therefore, I have hope. The Lord's loyal kindness never ends. We're all shaped by different experiences in life, voices that are spoken over us from the very beginning of our lives, really, till now, <clears throat> even the culture that we grew up in. They form our memories and our thoughts. Some have had a wonderful life growing up with lots of affirmation and love spoken over them. Others of us maybe have had hardship and dysfunction and a lot of brokenness spoken over us. In reality, for most of us, maybe we've experienced a combination of both. These experiences and voices have shaped who we think we are and what we believe, whether we recognize it or not. We can dwell on that, or we can think of the Lord's kindness in our life. Because Jesus came specifically to rescue us from this brokenness, from separation, from confusion, dysfunction, to bring us back into relationship with God. Christy had a quote here from John Mark Comer. And it says it like this, he says it like this, there is so much we can't do in our spiritual formation. We cannot fix or heal or transform ourselves, but we can do this. We can be with Jesus. We can pause for little moments throughout our days and turn our hearts toward Jesus in silence and prayer and love. Whatever we think about the most will grow. So let us, God, transform you by changing the way you think. As we sit at Jesus' feet, we absorb his love and his truth. We'll obtain new memories and new thoughts of who we are. We are beings created in his image, defined by who he says we are, giving us rest and peace in a very broken world. 
And as followers of Jesus, we have the ability and the responsibility to set our minds on him, fix our eyes on Jesus, to direct that inner gaze of our hearts onto his love. The author of Hebrews is wanting to grab hold of the reader's heart and say, pay attention, look at Jesus, follow him. Life is hard, and there's a battle raging over our minds and hearts, but we can get through it. He's saying, keep going, fix your eyes on Jesus. Jesus, the high priest we read about, who is able to understand our weaknesses because he's been there. Read that in Hebrews 4, uh, or in uh, 2.17 earlier. And then we can come before his throne 24-7 to find grace and mercy in our time of need. We read that in Hebrews 4.14. This is a journey with Jesus, not just a quick fix. We continue in our life to learn to meditate on God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit is what? I actually got to stop myself here. Lisa, this morning we had prayer. Uh, we always pray at 8.30. Anybody's welcome to join us. We pray at 8.30 before we start nurture in one of the rooms back there. And Lisa prayed this morning, like, Holy Spirit, it is you that's going to do the work today here. And here, here it is again, the power of the Holy Spirit. He's the one working in us to help change the way that we think, transforming us to be more and more like Christ. Jesus started his journey with the disciples by calling them to follow him. And it's really no different than you and I today. When we receive him as our Lord and Savior, he says to us, now come on, follow me. I'm going to show you the way to life and godliness. Following is not meant to be casual. It's to be a constant nearness, an abiding in him. That's where the growth is. Now, Jesus doesn't make you do this. He's inviting you to it and telling you that this is where life and this is where transformation can be found. Are we hungering? For what he has to give us. David said in Psalms 27, 4, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. This is what it looks like to hunger after the Lord, to seek him Consider, meditate, and observe. Remember last semester in our study on the tabernacle, we learned that God's temple is now in our hearts. He's come to reside in our hearts. That's how near he is to us. Today's considered Jesus, the little exercise, just a taste of practicing, renewing our minds and hearts to live and believe who we are because of Jesus in us, to fix our eyes 
on Jesus. So I'm going to, wow, I gotta get on the time. Proud of myself. Um, <clears throat> so go ahead and pull the homework out in front of you. Uh, if you didn't get one, raise your hand and Jalise will bring you one. Um, but the instructions are very well worded right here. I'm just going to go over them with you quickly. I think one of the things that wasn't mentioned in there, but I would highly recommend it, is to have a journal when you do these exercises. And um, I encourage you to write out scripture. That's what I'm doing for um, Ash Wednesday started yesterday. And so we're in Lent season and writing a scripture out every day and meditating on it. I just find that to be so, I don't know, God's voice just speaks to me in writing out scripture. So it might help somebody else um, to do that. It kind of helps me to focus on what I'm doing. So I encourage that here. But as um, I mentioned earlier, these things that we're giving you are just little, like, little helpful tips. But it's not just for this week. It'd be awesome if you learned, like, wow, this really does speak to me, and this is something I'm going to incorporate into my life. Um, I think of the analogy I gave two weeks ago, or not the analogy, but the, the homework that we did where to be present, to be present in nature. Um, now this week as I've been doing that, guess what I've been visualizing? A tree, looking at a tree in nature as my thoughts and how, you know, how all this fits in with that. So you can kind of build up on it as we talked about with our thoughts. Um, but I think more than anything, it's the idea of Jesus wants us. He's inviting us into this closeness with him. So these might be just different exercises that help you purposely, intentionally stop what you're doing just for a moment in time with Jesus. So this is actually a prayer on one side. The daily prayer of affirmation is a prayer that Christy... Um, and she is encouraging you to pray this daily, the morning or in the evening, whatever time works best for you. As you heard from our tables up here, sometimes of the day are better than others for some. So whenever it works for you is to pray that prayer intentionally, slowly, um, daily. And then... She goes on to say it might be best to give yourself space and time to not just read through it quickly, but instead to sit with each paragraph and give it time to sink in. So even with something like that, there may be one line that you take with you through the day and you pray it throughout the day. Um, so you, you use it however it works best for you. And then as you're doing it, think of these thoughts. Is this what I believe about myself? believe that God loves me as much as, I, as, as well as I'm praying it over here? Uh, do I know what this means for me today? So you could, those are just a couple of questions you can kind of reflect on while you're praying or reading through scripture. Um, uh, this prayer is based on the scriptures that are on the bottom of this instruction sheet. And I highly recommend that's the scriptures that I would write out um, and, or at least read. John 1, it might be a little lengthy for the whole book, but, um, <clears throat> you know, not impossible. And uh, let's see. Yeah, she encourages you to go on. 
and she hopes that it'll ignite excitement, desire, peace, and comfort in you, and that you'll want more. God wants us to focus our attention on him because he wants us to experience his love. He wants us to learn that we can rest in his love. He wants us to know peace in the midst of our trials. He wants us to come home to him. He wants us to become what we believe. So then she encourages you to go to the scriptures. And again, this is one example. And then she leaves you with a quote down there, and I'm not going to read it right now. But I just want to say, well, first of all, thank you to Christy. She'll probably hear the recording um, for, for putting this together. But also, um, I'm looking forward to doing this. And I just really, really encourage you guys to do the same. And, and give it a try. You may think right now, eh, for me, I dare you to try it. There's the challenge. Okay, And then come back. And if it's not for you, that's cool. Tell me all about it. I'm all about that. But give it a try first before you say it's not for you. So anyway, that is it for that portion. Um, I do want to, because I have five minutes, so I do want to just interject here a little something with this in mind, with our study in mind and hearing um, different takes on the study, how it's really blessed you um, and, and for some, it's been a, a bit difficult. So like I encouraged my group, well, there was two, two groups that we were, were together today. Um, and so I just think I, I want to encourage all of you, not every study that we do, and just like we studied in our homework this week, man is man, right? Humanity. Men fall. Lisa Harper could fall, right? So we're not putting her on a pedestal. We're not putting Beth Moore on a pedestal. Can we admire what they do? Absolutely. Can we pray for them and what they do? Absolutely. But here's the thing. Read the scripture. So I encouraged my group. We read through Hebrews 4, 14 and to 5, 10. It's a blessing just if you read through the scripture. God's going to speak to you. So if you find the stories weird or not, you don't understand them. Now, some totally relate to them, and, you know, I do relate to some of her stories. So, uh, but if, if you find them a little bit burdensome, just put them aside. Get your Bible out. Look at the top of that week. It gives what homework or what scripture you're going to be reading. Read that. Get out a study Bible. Study it for yourself. See what it tells you. Um, and you will be blessed. And so I just want to encourage you in that because I don't want you to get discouraged because of a human writer or a format or something like that. Just go to the book of Hebrews, and you will be blessed. So that's all I have. I will close this out in prayer, and then you're good to go. Lord, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you for who you are. Uh, we thank you for loving us so well. Um, we can't even wrap a, uh, our brains around the fact that we are created in your image and that you have made us um, perfectly for who you want us to be, each individual person. So I just pray for the ladies as they go out this week, Lord, that they feel your love, um, they experience you, that they have time, Lord, um, to be able to just sit in your presence and that you speak to their hearts 
um, and give them direction and hope and encouragement um, as you do. We just thank you that we can access you 24-7, Lord, um, that you're available to us. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.